Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Tim. And I'm Frank. And you're listening to The Gospel According to Lucas, where the Force meets Catholicism. In each episode, we'll analyze scripture through the lens of Star Wars to uncover the Christian influence on a galaxy far, far away. If you'd like to read along with us, you can find a link to today's readings in the show notes at thegospelaccordingtolucas.com or right in your podcast app. We're using the New American Bible Revised Edition. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing for free to The Gospel According to Lucas in your favorite podcast app. Visit thegospelaccordingtolucas.com for links to subscribe. And finally, if you like what we do, please consider making a donation at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Today we will be discussing the gospel reading for the third Sunday of Advent. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light, so that all might believe in through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, and this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. And they said, Who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do, we ha- what do you have to say for yourself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. So John the Baptist is a figure that prepares the way, someone that sets the stage for the coming of Christ. Repeatedly asked if he is the Messiah, John must deny them and say, I am not the Christ, and that he is not even the prophet Elijah. He is simply John, the hermit. In some respects, Obi-Wan Ben Kenobi in Star Wars A New Hope is like that of John, the hermit in the desert that makes straight the way of the Christ figure of Luke Skywalker, very much in the way that Qui-Gon Jinn makes straight the way of Anakin Skywalker in that very same desert. Obi-Wan's first encounter with Luke is Ben emerging out of the desert, cloaked in camel-colored robes. As Luke lays sprawled on the ground, it appears as if Obi-Wan anoints his head before telling R2-D2, don't be afraid. In a way, Obi-Wan is calling Luke as Christ calls the disciples, but it is not so. The Force calls Luke through Obi-Wan, as John calls us to the water to be baptized for Christ. The true significance of Obi-Wan's John the Baptist moment is the scene in which Obi-Wan explains the Force to Luke at his homestead. R2 plays the message from Princess Leia, in which she asks Obi-Wan for help, pleading in their most desperate hour that Obi-Wan is their only hope. However, Obi-Wan knows that this is not so, and that he is but the voice of one crying out in the desert of Tatooine, not unlike his master Qui-Gon Jinn did 30 years previously. Obi-Wan knows that it is not General Kenobi that is needed, 
but it is in fact Luke Skywalker. John the Baptist is not a man of hubris. Blankly asked if he is the Christ or Elijah, John emphatically responds that he is not, and that he is not worthy to untie the sandal strap of Christ's foot. Obi-Wan, on the other hand, was a character of hubris, a hard lesson he learned decades previous, thinking that he could instruct Anakin just as well as Yoda. As Leia calls out to Obi-Wan in her most desperate hour, he could rise up again and be the savior of the galaxy he once was. However, Obi-Wan knows Luke is that Christ figure, the savior who must learn the ways of the Force if he is to go with Obi-Wan to Alderaan. John the Baptist does not make that mistake, knowing that he and we, by extension, are not the light, but we must testify to the light. We must recognize the light, God's love, through baptism, the very act that cleanses us from our hubris, the original sin. Our faults and failings are nothing but sand washed in the water of God's love. Hmm. It strikes me as you're talking about Obi-Wan as a, a John the Baptist figure, that they met a similar end, too. They sure did. They Got both, cut. yeah, they both yeah. Uh, angered uh, the, the, the worldly leaders of the day, of their respective mm-hmm. day. And uh, and met a met a similar end. Um, Good point. Spoilers for John the Baptist, but yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert in case you haven't you haven't read ahead. Um, <laughs> it also, um, I always love it when the you know we talk about uh, the Gospel according to John uh, has its own um, point of view in the way it's written, and then the other three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, often tell the same stories with a similar um yeah they, they retell they, they recount similar events from different from their own points of view and That's oftentimes right. you'll see a lot of the same events appear in those three gospels they're called the synoptic gospels um from the greek words you know sin opt like same eye uh so like looking at, at things from through the same set of eyes and then john is often you know he'll tell different stories that don't appear in the other gospels or he'll have a different interpretation sometimes yeah his language is a little bit more flowery and he's more sort of poetic where the others are a little bit more um, narrative, straightforward, straightforward, narrative driven. But this is one of those situations where, you know, John overlaps with, uh, you know, just, just last week, the third Sunday of Advent, we heard the story of John the Baptist um, told from, from another perspective. Um, So it's just interesting, interesting to note. No, that's a great point. Um, I love that I liked your history lesson about synoptics because I rarely get to use my um, my religious studies degree from college. <laughs> yeah. And so I was all ready for it. And you were like, let me tell you about synoptics. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Frank, yes. I know you know. That's why but... we're doing this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just, I love see, I love whenever you see instances of that. I'm like, oh, cool. That's where like the, the, you know, the Gospels overlap there, and and the same story mm-hmm. told in in more than one, and and even similar quotes, right about about loosening his sandals, yep. um, and when that yeah. appears in more than one place, it's like, oh, cool, all right, cool, I like that. It's yeah. What I just find so interesting about John is that like he is literally given the opportunity to be like, yep, it's me, I'm the Christ, you or could. like, yep, I'm Elijah, I'm I'm the prophet, I'm Moses, I'm like whatever you want to be, I can be any of those, and he's always like, no, like. They they shouted and they shouted up for cries for the Christ and he was like no, um, <laughs> so um, and I, I um I really like that about John because he could so easily fall into false prophet, 
like yeah. into into false Christ, and he's just not going to do it. He's he doesn't fall into the trap of hubris the way that so many Star Wars characters do. Right. The way that that we do. Like we hubris do. is hubris is the original sin, right? Like I want to be like God, so I'm going to eat the fruit of this tree. I want the knowledge that God has, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do this thing. To think that you can do that, be like mm-hmm. um be like God. Surely you will not that, die. Surely. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, and that's true. Don't call me Shirley. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I uh I, I like that about John. He res- he as the Baptist, he resists the temptation of the original sin itself, that of mm. you know, that of hubris. Mm. He says, No, thank you. I I don't need that in my I don't need that in my life. Um and he outwardly shows that through the camel skins, the locusts, the honey, you know, living in the desert, the hermit, you know, all that stuff. But he inwardly believes it. Yeah. Um yeah. And, and and acts on it. It's interesting, you know, when we look at Obi-Wan, we got to see Obi-Wan you know, young, making mistakes, learning from those mistakes, and then as an old man with the wisdom of his years. Um, but John, it seems, you know, he's already, we as, you know, we know he was born around the same time as Christ, so he's he's in his early 30s, let's say late 20s, early 30s at, at this moment. And um, he seems to have, he he has wisdom beyond his years already, right? Because he is a prophet, because he's been given these gifts. And so we see... John, in his youth, has the wisdom of Obi-Wan in his old age. And mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, it would, it would have been, just to, like, you know, to do what if for a moment, it would have been wonderful to see John if he had lived longer. And obviously that wasn't his, you know, that wasn't God's plan for him. But if he had lived into old age, right, like how, how wise would he have been and how, um, you know, what kind of a disciple of Christ would he have been if he had uh, if he had been alive for for more of of Christ's public ministry? Wow, that's a that's a great point. I've never really thought about a what if for John, but you know, he died so early uh, in his in his life um, in a, a lot of ways, mirroring Jesus, right? You know, just a guy um, killed by public authority in his thirties, right? You know, and um, uh, uh, and I I think that it. That wistful longing is kind of what you spoke about a couple of weeks ago about, you know, about Anakin, you know, about like, you know, this like, what do I want versus what other things want? And it's not, it's never about what John wants. It's about, um, it's about what God wants. And that's, and it's especially in the third Sunday of Advent, Gaudete Sunday, right? This is, this is joyful. This is joyful Sunday. This is pink Sunday. Um, Rose. You know, so it, it's Rose. Rose. No, it's Rose. <laughs> um, yeah, they Liturgy can say it all they want. Oh, Rose blooming. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> Don't spit out your coffee, bud. <laughs> I'm fine. It's fine. Um, I was I was talking to the listeners, but anyway, um, you know, it's Rose Sunday. You know, it's joy. It's um, you know, and and the joy of this Sunday with John is not acting like a jerk. Mm. Like being like joy in what's coming, joy in living, um, and so these are all these are all good things, things to take away. Um, and Frank, thank you for being here with me this week. I always appreciate it. Everybody at home, thank you for um, thank you for following along with us. Um, we know that we're praying for you. God bless, and may the force be with you. Mm-hmm.